This audio lecture is based entirely upon the casebook Sales and Leases, a problem-based approach by Scott J. Burnham and Kristen Juris. The casebook is published by Callie E. Langdell Press and licensed Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International. That means that the authors have allowed everyone to copy and redistribute the material in any medium or format and remix, transform, and build upon the material as long as users give appropriate credit. Don't use the material for commercial purposes and redistribute contributions under the same license. Much thanks is due to the authors for writing this book and providing it to everyone for free. In furtherance of this spirit and in compliance with the original license, I also license this audio lecture as Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International. I hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Contracts Lectures. This is lecture number six, and we'll be talking about express warranties and warranties given by remote sellers. So, the creation of express warranties, in contrast to implied warranties, which arise automatically by operation of law when the required elements set forth in UCC Section 2-314, Merchantability, or 2-315, Fitness for a Particular Purpose, exist. An express warranty is created by the seller. Both merchant and non-merchant sellers can create an express warranty. UCC section 2-313-2 notes that a seller does not need to use formal words such as warrant or guarantee to give rise to an express warranty. Nor is the seller required to have specific intent to make a warranty. In other words, If you advertise your car for sale in the newspaper with the description 2012 Honda Civic single owner, you are making a warranty whether you intend to or not. UCC section 2-313-2 provides that, quote, an affirmation merely of the value of the goods or a statement purporting to be merely the seller's opinion or commendation of the goods does not create a warranty, end quote. In other words, affirmations of fact give rise to a warranty, whereas a mere affirmation of the value or a seller's opinion does not. It is not always easy to distinguish between the two. A number of factors may help distinguish the line between what's called puffing and affirmations of fact. In Federal Signal Corporation versus Safety Factors, Inc., 
The court considered whether the statements were, one, oral rather than written, two, general rather than specific, three, hedged in some way, four, phrased in terms of opinion rather than fact, or five, capable of objective measurement. Express warranties may be created in a number of contexts, both oral and written, including negotiations, promotional materials, offers, packaging, and contracts. Now moving to the basis of the bargain. Not only must there be an express warranty by affirmation of fact, promise, description, sample, or model, but according to UCC Section 2-313-1, the warranty must be part of the basis of the bargain. To what extent does a buyer have to be aware of the warranty prior to the purchase? If you buy a watch because you like it, and you're not even aware of a description that it is 14 karat gold, can you later sue for a breach of this warranty if you discover that the watch is not made of 14 karat gold? Does the buyer have to establish that she would not have purchased the product in the absence of the warranty? Comment 1 to Section 2-313 states that, quote, Express warranties rest on dickered aspects of the individual bargain, end quote giving rise to the argument that the buyer must have some knowledge of the warranties in order for them to become a part of the basis of the bargain. Many courts have stated that the buyer does not have to have actual knowledge of the specific terms of the express warranty. However, usually in these cases, the buyer was generally aware that some sort of warranty was offered. See, for example, Murphy versus Mallard Coach Company, where the court stated, quote, To require knowledge of the terms of the warranty at the time of sale is to ignore the practical realities of consumer transactions, wherein the warranty card generally comes with the goods, packed in the box of boxed items, or handed over after purchase of larger non-box goods and accordingly not available to be read by the consumer until after the item is actually purchased and brought home. End quote. Official comment 3 to section 2-313 provides that, quote, no particular reliance on such statements need be shown in order to weave them into the fabric of the agreement. Rather, any fact which is to take such express warranties once made out of the agreement requires clear affirmative proof. Some courts have relied on official comment 3 to conclude that no specific reliance is required of a purchaser. See, for example, Massey Ferguson Inc. v. Laird, where a farmer purchased a combine but was not given the specific terms of a warranty until after the sale, and thus could not have relied specifically upon those terms in forming his decision to purchase the combine. 
However, the court noted that he was generally familiar with the types of warranties provided by combine manufacturers and had expected some form of warranty. Some courts relying on comment three, and in particular the last sentence, have held that an express warranty made during the bargain is presumed to be part of the basis of the bargain unless clear affirmative proof otherwise is shown. Thus, the burden shifts to the seller to establish by clear affirmative proof that the warranty did not become a part of the basis of the bargain. Several courts have ruled that in order to become a part of the basis of the bargain, the buyer must have relied upon the express warranty. Now moving to warranties given by remote sellers and express warranties of remote sellers. Official comment 2 to section 2-313 states that the express warranties provided for in that section are limited to those express warranties, quote, made by the seller to the buyer, end quote. In today's world, products are often made by the manufacturer distributed throughout the country by one or more distributors and sold to the end user by a retail store. Warranties may be given by those parties as well. You need to analyze whether, one, whether a warranty is given at each step of the transaction, two, the type of warranty that is express or implied, and three, whether anyone else in the chain of distribution is responsible for that particular warranty. Official comment 2 to section 2-313 states that express warranties need not be confined either to sales contracts or to the direct parties to such a contract. They may arise in other appropriate circumstances, and the matter is left to the case law. Most jurisdictions allow a claim by a remote purchaser against the manufacturer for any express warranties made by the manufacturer. In Whitaker v. Farmhand, Inc., the court stated, quote, a remote manufacturer without privity with the purchaser is liable for breach of warranty by advertising on radio and television, in newspapers and magazines, and in brochures made available to prospective purchasers, if the purchaser relies on them to his detriment. End quote. Now, is a remote manufacturer responsible for any express warranties made by the dealer? For example, what if an appliance manufacturer provides a limited one-year warranty for a particular model of washing machine, and the retail store provides a three-year warranty for all brands sold by it? If the dealer adds to or changes the express warranties of the manufacturer, the manufacturer is not responsible for the additional or modified express warranties unless adopted by the manufacturer as its own. Note that the basis of the bargain element of Section 2-313 applies to claims against remote manufacturers 
although the courts diverge as to when an express warranty becomes a part of the basis of the bargain. In other words, if a manufacturer provides a warranty through brochures or other advertising, such warranty must become the basis of the bargain. In Cipollone v. Liget Group, Inc., plaintiffs claimed that Liget had breached an express warranty given in its advertisements that smoking is healthy. Liget argued that the smoker had not proved that this advertisement was a part of the basis of the bargain. The court adopted a presumption of reliance as follows. Quote, A plaintiff effectuates the basis of the bargain requirement of Section 2-313 by proving that she read, heard, saw, or knew of the advertisement containing the affirmation of fact or promise. Such proof will suffice to weave the affirmation of fact or promise into the fabric of the agreement and thus make it part of the basis of the bargain. We hold that once the buyer has become aware of the affirmation of fact or promise, the statements are presumed to be part of the basis of the bargain, unless the defendant, by clear affirmative proof, shows that the buyer knew that the affirmation of fact or promise was untrue. End quote. Is the direct seller responsible for breach of any express warranties made by the manufacturer? If an express warranty is made by an appliance manufacturer as to a specific model of washing machine and the appliance store sells the machine to a customer, can a customer sue the appliance store for breach of the manufacturer's express warranty? While it has been held that a seller does not adopt a manufacturer's express warranty merely by giving notice of that warranty. Adoption arises where a seller makes an affirmation about the manufacturer's warranty by means of a statement of fact, a promise, or some other action which would tend to induce the buyer to purchase the goods. In any event, the appliance store, as a merchant seller, makes an implied warranty of merchantability that may give rise to a separate claim by the customer against the store, unless effectively waived. Now moving to implied warranties of remote sellers. Although most jurisdictions allow a remote purchaser to sue a manufacturer for breach of the manufacturer's express warranty, there is much more controversy regarding whether the implied warranties of merchantability or fitness for a particular purpose apply to manufacturers or others in the chain of distribution. To add to the confusion, some courts do not distinguish vertical privity, that is, manufacturer sells to distributor, sells to retail store, sells to customer, from horizontal privity, that is, Retail store sells to consumer, and a person in the consumer's household is injured by the product. Horizontal privity is separately governed under UCC Section 2-318, which we will discuss in more depth in another lecture. And notice of breach. 
in order for a buyer to bring a breach of warranty claim against a seller. UCC Section 2-6073 requires the buyer to provide to the seller notice of the breach within a reasonable time after the buyer discovers or should have discovered the breach. There is a split of authority whether, when a buyer makes a claim against a remote seller, the buyer needs to give notice only to the direct seller, or whether the remote seller must also receive timely notice of the claim. And that brings us to the end of this lecture. Thanks, everybody, and take care.